Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today to get into the word of God, talk about it, and allow it to change our lives. This morning I'm going to share a story about two words I once uttered that I think did save my life, save my future, transform me, change the course of my life. I'm so grateful. I think you'll really enjoy this story. If you're new, welcome. Glad you're with us. I hope you'll be with us regularly. Even subscribe, join our community. We're here every single morning. 8.30 a.m., or you can watch or listen later in the day. Anyway, we're talking about this Thanksgiving week, we're talking about being thankful. Yesterday, we talked about not forgetting the benefits of God, the things God has done for us. Sometimes you don't know what you have until you lose it, until it's gone. And then you realize, wow, I I had it pretty good, and I should have been thankful. And we want to be people who are indeed thankful. And we are like the leper, the 10 lepers who were cleansed by Jesus. Only one returned to give thanks. We want to be like that one. Jesus commended him for being thankful and, and being, not forgetting who healed him. And so in Colossians 3, verse 15, we read the verse, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. This is a command for us. We should be thankful. The peace of Christ in our hearts and thankfulness. By the way, they are related. If you're lacking peace in your heart, it might just be because you're not being thankful. And and if you learn and develop this spirit of thankfulness and gratitude, you'll find peace in your heart instead of the stress, the tension, the worry, the fear. But what about those times when you really, it's hard to be thankful. Yesterday, we talked about like when the leper was healed and when things were going well, the benefits of God. But what about when things aren't going well? Let's face it. Sometimes we have real trials, real difficulties. Sometimes a family member, sometimes a a job situation, a financial situation, a health situation, maybe a situation in your church, maybe the situation in our nation, things that aren't going the way you'd like, they're upsetting, they're disturbing. What do you do then? What do you do if you suffered loss or if you fear of loss? What do you do when life is throwing you a curveball or life just isn't what you were thinking or hoping, expecting it to be? Notice that Paul not only says to be thankful, but in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says this, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How interesting. God wants you to be a person who gives thanks in everything. Now, notice he did not say for everything. You're not grateful and thankful that child's walked away from the faith. You're not grateful or thankful that someone has died. You're not grateful or thankful that you've lost your job or that that you can't make ends meet or something like this. But rather, in that situation— In the midst of that trial, you're still to be giving thanks. You're to be thanking God. He knows what he's doing. He's still on the throne. And we don't say that glibly. Sometimes, you know, I I hear people when things are really difficult, they just glibly say, well, God's on his throne or God's sovereign. No, we, we understand and empathize with the pain someone is going through with the, the genuine fear or stress or, or worry that they have. We empathize with that. 
But coming alongside and realizing that, we still remind ourselves, even in the midst of this trial, it's not a small thing. You're going through a difficult time. But even in the midst of that, we can thank God he knows what he's doing. We can thank God he's still on the throne. We can thank God he'll work it together because we have the promise that God works all things together for good. Perhaps a great example of this is Job. So we know Job, his life was going pretty good for him. He's wealthy, had a wonderful family, landowner, uh, respected in the land. And then suddenly he lost it all. A wind came and knocked down buildings where his houses where his children were and they were killed. He lost his property. Raiders from another tribe, another place came and stole his livestock and so forth. And, uh, and, and all he had left was his health. And that was soon to go. He didn't know why. He didn't know what was going on. But, and he didn't even have all of our New Testament promises that we have. But what did he say in Job 121? The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He understood that he could give thanks to God in the good times and the bad times. Job is quite an example for us. Indeed, he came out shining like silver, like gold. He came out refined. He came out a better man. He came out seeing God. He came out of these trials. No one has ever had trials like Job. You may have had it tough, but you haven't had them like Job. And in the midst of it, God taught him valuable lessons that, well, we wouldn't be talking about them all these years later had he not endured and had he not had a heart of thanksgiving, even in the midst of confusion. Later on, he would say of the Lord, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He was indeed a man of faith. In my own life, I'd like to tell a little story about a time when things weren't going well for me, and I was it was in early in my marriage, way back in probably December of 1977. Now I I was a young guy. I got married at 20. I I uh, I, I had a lot of maybe ambition in my marriage. I thought I'm going to show that you know we were primarily a church of singles that were really revved up and really active. And the married couples, you know, they'd sometimes stay home and want to spend time together, things like that. And I remember thinking, I'm going to prove that as a married couple, you know, we're going to run twice as fast as we did single. We're going to be twice as godly. We're going to be twice as holy, twice as fruitful, not even twice as much. We're going to be a hundred times more. I had very, I wanted to prove this right off the bat. And I, so I was very active. Now I made very high vows, shall we say, very promising vows about what a great husband I would be on my, my vows on my wedding day. But here we were now just a couple months into my marriage, and I didn't have a job. We were running out of money. I'd already taken back some of our wedding presents to, to be able to buy food and provide for us. We were sharing a house with another couple. We lived upstairs. They lived downstairs. My wife was now pregnant. Um, I'd taken on all these different responsibilities in the church trying to prove that how, how I could be better married, and, uh, and I was failing at them. I wasn't doing a good job at them. And not only that, but these high vows I'd made, these wonderful vows I'd made, I was feeling like I wasn't being, even being a good husband. I wasn't doing my job there. In other words, I was feeling like I was failing at everything. And 
kind of in a desperate attempt to have some sense of I'm okay and I have value, we invited a couple over to have dinner with us one night. And one thing I knew I could do, I could encourage a person, I could challenge a person, I could exhort a person to serve the Lord. And this young couple that we invited over, I prepared a message that I was going to share with the husband that I knew would get him fired up, and he'd be fired up, and I'd feel good about who I was, that I still was okay. And I still remember after dinner sitting down with him in our little apartment there and, and sharing with him and reading something I prepared. And my, remember, my whole self-esteem was riding on his response to this. And I still can see, the, see his face today. I can still remember the words because when I was done, he just looked me in the eye. And his exact words were, that type of thing never really has motivated me very much. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. I, I had everything riding on that moment, and it was a crushing failure. Well, we finished our conversation before long. He ended up, you know, he and his wife left, and I was so down. I was so discouraged. I was just low, as low, 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 low. And I said to my wife, I, she could tell, and I said, I, I need to just go for a walk. And she asked me, I said, I need to pray about it. She said, well, when are we going to get to pray about this, whatever's bothering you? Already I was thinking, I'm low. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to share with her how bad I'm feeling. I'm a new husband. I'm supposed to be the leader of the home, all these things. I was so discouraged. And when she asked that, that was I couldn't pray with her. I felt even worse. I said, I'm not going to pray. I went in and laid down on my bed, face down. Who knows what I was thinking? I was discouraged. She was cleaning the kitchen, came in a couple minutes later, and she asked me a question. She said, Tom, I know you're going through trials. I know something's hard. Have, have you given thanks for what you're going through? Now, that I don't know how you would feel if your wife asked you that, but with me, that was a double thing. Num number one, I knew she maybe had, she probably hit, hit the nail on the head what I really needed to do, although I didn't want to be hearing. I didn't want to be giving thanks, and I didn't want to hear that from my new wife, to be honest, and I really didn't want to hear that because she'd probably learned it from me giving some sermon sometime talking about the importance of it. And now she'd asked me if I'd given thanks. I knew she was right. I said, honey, I need to go for a walk, and I need to just go talk to God, and I need to give thanks. I went out for a walk, and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I walked, and I walked, and I walked. I can't remember how long I was out walking around in the dark that night, but I, I knew that I just needed to utter those words, and I just couldn't say them. I could not be thankful. I'm just sorry. I could not lie to God. I could not. I was not thankful. I was very upset. Everything was going wrong. And finally, finally, I said, God, I don't feel this way, but I'm going to obey what you told me to do. I will give thanks. And somehow, it's some of the hardest words I've ever said. I was so discouraged. There was no reason for me to be giving thanks. But I uttered the words, thank you. I said them out loud, thank you. Suddenly. I mean, in an instant, it's like someone turned the light on. Suddenly, I began to remember messages I'd heard about the importance of trials, rejoicing in trials, how God uses trials to form us. I began to have a faith that all I was going through, God was humbling me because he had big plans for me. He had a purpose for me. Suddenly, it's like my faith came alive. My, within, within minutes, 
I literally, verses were flooding into my mind. And believe it or not, I was out in this park late at night. It was midnight or later. I started running around, leaping for joy and shouting for joy. All turned around when I uttered those two words, thank you. Now, I don't know about your situation, but I want to ask you, in your situation, have you given thanks? I wasn't thankful that we were running out of money. I wasn't thankful that it was failing. I wasn't thankful. I was thankful that in the midst of all my failure and all my problem, God was still God and he was on the throne. Now, there's something important here that I want to say about being thankful too and giving thanks. Hebrews 13, 15 tells us this, through him, through Jesus then, let us continually offer to God, offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. For me to give thanks to God at that time was a sacrifice. It was not easy. It was hard. You might, I look back now and I can tell the story and I can even laugh a little bit about it. And, you know, Roz asking me if I've given thanks and so forth. It can look funny now. It was so hard. And to utter those words because I didn't mean them. I did not, I, I was not thankful. I was obedient. I was not thankful, but I was obedient. It was a sacrifice. It was hard to say. And yet I said them. I offered to God a sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to his name. I believe that night changed my life. I wonder where I would have been had I never been able to thank God. I wonder if, I mean, I don't know. Here I am today. We're not poor. We're not starving. We've got a home. It all didn't collapse. We don't have to turn in gifts people give us to to get food or feed ourselves now. Somehow we made it. But God brought me through this trial, this difficulty, and he made me a better person through that suffering and that discouragement because I gave thanks and I was obedient in the midst of this. Brothers and sisters, can I encourage that you and I be people who continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. We say it. We don't just think it. We use our lips to say thanks to God. Amen? Father in heaven, I want to thank you today. I thank you for the way you've brought me through difficult times. I want to thank you for your goodness in my life and all of us. We thank you for your goodness We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your hand being upon us. We thank you. You have a curriculum for our development and growth. It's personal for each one of us. Hallelujah. We give you praise with all of our heart. We, Lord, when things are going well, like that leper who was cleansed, we pray we'd have a thankful heart. And when we just can't have a thankful heart, when just everything's not going well, help us to have an obedient heart that will give you the sacrifice of praise thanks to your name. I pray, Father, today for people who are in tough times. I pray for people, Lord, even in this this Thanksgiving time, who are having family issues or pain because of children or spouse or a broken family or dysfunctional family, or people who are in pain over economic issues that we're now facing or who are hurting because of the, the direction of our country, or Lord, even who are hurting because of trials in their church or their neighborhood or their work, wherever it is. Father, we pray that no matter what's going on in our lives, and no matter how dark it seems and hopeless it might look, help us, Father, to trust in you 
And even when our heart is not thankful, that we would at least be obedient and give thanks to our God. We do love you, Lord. We do want to be the people you've created us to be. We do want to walk in your ways. We do want to please you in all that we do. Give us lips. Give us words. Give us a mouth that give thanks to you, we praise. We pray, and we bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, so thanks for thank you for joining me today. This is an important lesson. It's one of the most important stories I share in life. I enjoy telling it because it made such a difference in my life. And I might add, sometimes as we give the fruit of lips to God, dare I say, some things that have helped me is learning to sing to God. That's why on our YouTube channel here, every Sunday, we talk about a song, that the Christian hymn or something, where people express praise and worship and devotion to God gifted people who know how to do that. We talk about it, and when sometimes we sing those songs, they can help us express thankfulness to God when we don't have the words ourselves. So thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great day. This, this is our daily channel. I hope if you're new, please join us again. Subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, tell your friends. All of you go ahead and like the videos. That helps it have a higher ranking on the YouTube page, and more people will be able to see it, okay? Share with your friends. And all of you who are here regularly, you know I love you. Take this message to heart. Apply it today. God bless you. Till we meet tomorrow, God bless you. Be strong. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.